0: movie talk about is. I'm Jace. I'm Keegan, I was waiting for you there. Oh yeah, I, I, I saw with my
1: eyes. Even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I'm a bit rusty Jace, how are you?
2: I'm also a bit rusty.
0: Oh yeah. That's cool. The theme today is movies that made us cry.
2: Yes, yes it is.
0: Yeah. Did you cry? I did not. You didn't cry this time with these two movies. I did not. Wow. Me neither, actually. Even with my my pick, that made me cry the first time. But like mm. the rewatch it I didn't cry but I
1: still hurt. For me. Yeah, it was sad. That movie
2: was sad. Coco put a TMI but I didn't cry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, we talk about we didn't talk about it, we haven't yet. We watched Coco and Amour in twenty twelve.
1: But yeah. first,
0: oh yeah, we... topic time, whatever it is. The other day, Jace, um, The Godfather turned fifty.
1: Fifty years. Nice. Fifty years on.
0: Yeah. Have you seen that one?
2: No. That's What's... why I was asking you whether The Godfather was like after.
1: A Scarface. A tough. Yep. Pre-Scarface by like, I don't know, eight years, I think. Yeah, okay. I'll have to watch it at one point.
0: Got me a bit curious, so I looked up what other movies came out in 72 that are going to be turning 50 this year. Some good ones. 72 was a pretty good year. There was um, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, across 110.3. Um, don't Torture a Duckling. I watched that one with,
1: with Mickey. I think she likes that one a bit. Okay.
0: Superfly. Um, Female Prisoner Scorpion. That was cool when I watched it. Boxcar Bertha, Top of the Heap. Um, there's also Last House on the Left. Did you ever watch that one?
1: It sounds familiar.
0: That was well, like I think
1: so.
0: the one Wes Craven made before... Um, the hills have eyes.
1: Oh actually.
0: yeah I
2: should watch that one then.
0: That's probably why it's familiar like you recognize it. it you might have seen the remake or something. I think there was a remake Maybe. Oh. I don't know. There's also the the blob sequel. Fritz the, the cat blob
1: sequel. Oh Fritz the
0: cat turns 50 this year. That's like the first ever. Um, American X-rated animated movie.
2: An X-rated anime
0: movie? Interesting. Well, not anime movie, but animated, like American. Yeah, animated.
2: Yeah, it's not Japanese anime.
0: No. Yeah, but that movie's—I've seen that one.
1: It's pretty funny. Kind of fucked up. Enter the Dragon as well. You watched Pink Flamingos, didn't you? Uh,
0: no. Were you there? Our whole group watched it that one time years ago.
1: And you weren't there? I don't
0: remember. You don't remember Pink Flamingos? No. Tell me what it's about. I might remember it. Um, notorious Baltimore criminal and underground figure Divine goes up against Connie and Raymond Marble, um, a sleazy married couple who make a passionate attempt to humiliate her and seize her tabloid-given title as the filthiest person alive.
2: Okay, no, I've not seen that.
0: <laughs> you don't remember, like, the actual... Um, there's a scene where a dancer at a party is, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he's flashing the camera with his bum and doing a weird dance, and it's really weird.
1: Oh, I think I remember
2: you guys talking about that. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for he's that. Still-
0: you missed out on a real... You missed out on a real one.
2: A real classic. Oh.
0: And then also Deliverance turns 10... Oh not 10, 50 this year. Wow. Yeah,
1: we talked about that the other week.
0: We did. So, those movies are turning 50 this year. Isn't that cool?
2: That is actually pretty cool.
0: That was my topic. That was it. Just movies turning 50. Nice. That's yeah. A big number. Yeah. A lot of years it's like half of a century almost
2: what do you mean it is half a century
0: uh-huh. um no let's just get into the bonus movies how about that
1: right, you go yeah okay
0: um this we well between recordings this time I watched nine bonuses
1: okay I watched yeah.
0: three I watched more than usual because Jace was a bit sleepy yesterday. He didn't want to record.
1: Oh. Yeah. I started a, job. Job. started a new job. Start a new job. Excuses. Anyway, um, I
0: watched... Oh, so I did a count of how many Roger Corman movies I have left before I'm done. And ever since then, I've just been smashing them out. So I watched seven. Uh, the first one was X, The Man with the X-ray Eyes. About yes, a great
1: eyes,
0: yes. A guy has a eye drop formula, he's like a scientist, and it helps him see more. It unlocks the more of the potential that the human eyesight has. Like X ray ability, so I can see through surfaces, see through clothes, even. There's a party scene, he can see through walls eventually, but then I just it's. And then it just ends. Like the way it ends is he's kept using it for so long. Um, his eyes have turned fully black, and it looks really cool. And he's in this church, and he's like, "Oh, I, I can see everything. Oh my god!" And he's freaking out. And the preacher's just like, "What is it? What are you? What are you on about?" And he's like, "Oh, it turns into a really. It turns into a kind of Lovecraftian." spooky thing at the end he's like i can see the eye at the center of the universe it sees us all it's looking back at us <laughs> and then the it's like you that's your that's the devil you're seeing you're seeing the devil he says if you don't want to see it you gotta pull out your eyes and he's like quoting something from the bible i think and then the scientist is like that's a good idea and he pulls out his eyes
1: what what
0: yeah it was cool x the man with x-ray eyes and um 8 out of 10 that's I really liked it. It was cool. I love the ending so much. And just even the rest of the movie from start to that point is they're doing creative things with the X-Ray Eye sort of concepts. It's not, none of it's wasted. And it's a short movie too.
1: It's just good. Wait, you gave it an eight? Eight out of ten, yeah. I thought it would be higher than that. Eight's high. Okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, you gave Blast Fighter and Deliverance ten out of ten.
0: Oh, those are more, like, they're a little bit more engaging to me, I guess. That's how I'll try and explain it.
1: So So it's it's a different enjoyment. I mean, 8 is still high enjoyment. I just get, like, 10 out of 10 enjoyment from Deliverance Blast Blastfire. I know.
0: I'm not going to give, like, my objective scores. That thing I did with Deliverance where I'm like, oh, it's an 8 out of 10 movie that I think is 10 or feel like it's 10.
1: We'd be here all day. Yeah. Sure. And next, The Terror, 7 out of 10.
0: Directed by Roger Coleman, kind of, but apparently directed by like a bunch of people and it's got Jack Nicholson, Boris Karloff, Dick Miller in it.
1: Um. It's a really cheap one. Basically, I talked about The Raven, I think, last week or the week before.
0: And they finished The Raven, and they had a little bit of money left over in the budget, and a few more days to work with Boris Karloff and his contract. So, and Roger Corman was like, oh, let's make an entire other movie with the scraps of The Raven,
1: basically. Okay.
0: Turned out all right. Like, I give it a 7 out of 10 for enjoyment. It's not as good as The Raven, I don't think, but it's got a strange aesthetic and vibe to it that's kind of almost dreamlike in a way. And Jack Nicholson is cool in it. He's like a French soldier who gets lost and I mean, I don't know. Dick Miller points. Dick Miller's awesome. Every time he's in a movie, he's just like... That
1: movie just gets bonus points. He's cool. Um, yeah, it's just a really weird one. It's got a kind of cool vibe, but it's very cheap. Like oh, at that. all good. I kind of enjoyed it. So,
0: then after that, I watched a Martin Scorsese movie, The Last Temptation of Christ,
1: like a rewatch from a really long time ago. It's just, um, it's, how do I explain it? It's based on a book... That, um,
0: it's not based on Gospels, it's based on a book that was written by a guy who wanted to explore um, I guess Jesus' torment or his temptations more of what he went through
1: I guess in a fictional story Okay Was it good though? It was good, I gave it a 9 out of 10
0: Willem oh, Dafoe oh. Yeah, Willem Dafoe plays Jesus and it's really good
1: there you go. Yeah. Eighties Willem Dafoe, it works. Yeah. I don't know. Um,
0: all right, then another I'm gonna try and go through these, these quicker. So Tales of Terror, seven out of ten. Another Roger Corman movie, but it's like an anthology. So it's one of the Edgar Allan Poe Edgar Allan Poe Corman movies that he did with Vincent Price. But it's three stories in one movie. So like three 30-minute mini-things, and Vincent Price plays a different character in each one. So we get, like, disheveled Vincent in the first one. Um, we get uh, pompous wine-taster Vincent in the second one, who is really, like,
1: that one's fun. That's a good one. And the third one,
0: dying Vincent, I guess. Bad Vincent, I, I don't know. I like him. 7 out of 10. Mostly for the second story with wine tasting Vincent. Um, then I watched The Premature Burial, 6 out of 10. Oh my god, a, that
1: sounds fucked.
0: A, a Roger Corman, Edgar Allan Poe movie, but it didn't have Vincent Price in it this time. It had the guy from Man with the X ray Eyes, whose name I forget at the moment. But um, it's about a guy who just has a serious, irrational fear of being buried alive. Same. And then his wife, um, I guess, I mean, it's the plot twist at the end that she, I guess, manipulated him and tried to kill him or something. But she tried to bury him alive. She tried to get him over the fear of being buried alive, but then buries him alive. And then he gets out because of grave robbers, and one of the grave robbers is Dick Miller. And then he sort of kills a bunch of people. <laughs> what? That actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> there is a cool bit in the middle where he has, it's like a nightmare sequence of him getting buried alive. Well, not buried alive, but um. Uh, what are those buildings called in the cemetery where it's like they put your casket in a building instead? A mausoleum? Yeah, one of those. He has this mausoleum or his own one set up with all these contraptions where if he actually wakes up in his coffin, he can use them to escape or get attention from people. So things like supplies, oh, nice. supplies and a bell and things like that. And there's a nightmare sequence where he's in his casket and all the things are breaking and they're not working. So one after oh, the no. And it's in the dark, um, but they do this thing where they use a little filter and it's a lot of like, dark greens and blues and purples on the screen to, I guess, make it more interesting visually. It's a cool scene. It's a pretty cool movie, 6 out of 10, premature burial.
1: Okay, I'll have to get that one to watch.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Then, Not of This
1: Earth, 7 out of 10. One of those, like, cheesy 50s sci-fi horror things
0: kind of funny there's like an alien who's on earth because um his home planet is being affected by like a blood disease thing due to atom bombs they were using and caused their own apocalypse and he's like trying to get blood and research on earth to try and take that across to his home planet and cure them or whatever he talks really funny it's like they got the script and then took his lines, and it's like they googled all the synonyms to all the words, and then just picked the biggest words, and then pasted them in instead.
1: It's cool. Okay. It's silly, and it's only like 67 minutes long. That's a really short movie. Hmm.
0: All right, two left. Um, Day of the World Ended, 7 out of 10. It's basically, you know how the Fallout games are like post-apocalyptic, but with that 50s aesthetic at the same time? Yeah. And it's like nuclear apocalypse? Day of the World Ended is a nuclear apocalypse and it's a 50s movie, so it's like an authentic Fallout experience. Oh. It's kind of cool. There's also mutated monsters that appear at the end. There's a cool little excuse they have for the suits-looking shit this time, and it's like, oh, the radiation makes their skin look like rubber, but it's actually hard as steel. So, when we see the dude in the rubber suit looking silly, we know that, yep, that's, they told us it would look like that, you know? Yeah. It this time, Very smart, very clever. There's like an asshole in the group too, and I'm thinking the entire movie why they don't just shoot them in the back of the head. Um, But they don't.
1: Okay.
0: He almost kills them, and he gets shot anyway. There's a, it's, like a, it's like the zombie movies where there's a group of survivors and there's drama between them so they don't have to spend as much money showing off zombies and having more action scenes. Day of the End, Day of the World Ended was still pretty cool, 7 out of 10. And then lastly, um, I watched The Undead. This is my fourth favourite Roger Corman movie now. I gave it a 9 out of 10.
1: Oh, that's pretty high.
0: Yeah. It's a 50s one again. Pretty much simply for the vibe. Got a cool vibe. Um, it starts in modern times, and they find this woman on the street. This guy brings her in gives her money to do like a test on her, like to his hypnosis experiment. And um, sends her back in time to like a previous incarnation of herself where she is about to get executed for being a witch and then escapes. Okay. So it's a story about this girl escaping, being killed or executed. In this um it's got a very gothic black-and-white 50s vibe. Um, There's witches and stuff, and it's really cool. And it sort of switches between that and the modern time a little bit, where it's like modern 50s, and they're in the office. And the whole time, the movie's got like this quiet, late-night, dark vibe that I was just kind of enjoying the whole time. It was just a a nice watch. It's got a pretty low average on Fledderbox, though. It's like 2.5 out of 5. But I just really enjoyed it. Well, two point five is a five, isn't it?
2: Out
1: of ten.
0: Yeah, like five out. The average on Letterbox is five out of ten.
1: Yeah. I thought it was cool, though. Like so a, five out is pretty high. Yeah, I like the. I don't know. I seem to
0: like dark, black and white gothic movies. A it lot. probably
2: fits, fits the aesthetics of it.
0: Yeah, and this one kind of has a little. I don't know, a modern sci-fi little thing injected into it at the same time. Not sci-fi, like a weird hypnosis thing.
1: Yeah. I don't really
0: have a lot of legitimate reasons for giving it that high a rating. I just enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Um, all right. My last bonus, which will lead into your bonuses, because we both watched this one. We watched yep. Swiss Army Man, and I gave it a 9 out of 10.
2: I also gave it a 9 out of 10.
0: Oh, yeah. My favourite yeah, favorite movie featuring a dead body.
2: This is actually a really good movie. Like, some people may not like it, the way like it's worked.
1: Because it's very but, weird.
2: Yeah, it's fucking weird. But it's so good.
1: I it's, enjoyed it's,
2: every moment.
0: It's really absurd. And like the human character is just as absurd as this fucking like this dead body that's helping him out. He's just a weird guy, and there's a dynamic between them, and it's such a weird movie.
1: It's cool though. It's like it is cool.
0: I think Daniel Radcliffe
1: plays the dead body. They can do things like fight. Yeah, fights a lot. I think they just. So I totally recommend watching it.
0: Yeah, I think they're doing a thing too, where they're like making fun of or trying to be a parody of like indie movies, just with the song choices and the little philosophical montage rants that the main guy goes on, where he's trying to teach the dead body things.
2: Yeah, I like that.
1: Those were funny.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> they they were of his own life and everything, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. I think it's like perfect the way they did it with the montages and stuff. It's,
0: it perfectly, it's like self-aware, and it makes the viewers not take it seriously. Yep. Even when it's not just the dead body doing things, like why are they he's trying to get back to civilization, but he's taking the time to set up this whole um, bus set to try and explain. Societal things to the dead body.
2: And when he sets it up, we're not talking about like with stuff around the house. I'm talking about twigs, sticks, leaves, everything in the forest.
0: Yeah, he built a bus with seats out of stuff in the forest
2: and and garbage and trash.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It was so funny. It was a good movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you watch? What else did you watch, Jace? Uh, uh, I watched before. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I got sleepy, had to go.
2: Yeah, Keegan had to leave. But that's okay. I have,
0: yeah. I have seen Hot Fuzz like a 100 times, though. Yeah,
2: I, I recommend watching it. It's a pretty good movie. I gave it a 7 out of 10.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it's just a silly action cop movie, uh, which works really well with... Um, what's the other one that he makes? Shaun of the Dead.
0: Shaun of the Dead. Are those the only two you've seen of his?
2: Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: My, fav- my third favourite movie is a movie that he made called Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I love that movie, mostly for, like, nostalgic reasons. But he also made *um The World's End, which was, like, the third movie in the trilogy with, like, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. Just a trilogy of movies with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost.
1: Well, there you go. I learn something every day. Oh, you should
2: watch that one, Jase. It's good. But, yeah, I recommend Hot Fuzz to anyone who wants to watch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the next one I watched was actually on Netflix, and I was a bit surprised being a 2022 movie. I was yeah. like, oh, new movie. It looks kind of shit. I'm going to watch it. What
0: do you mean oh, kind like of shit? I looked, looked at it and just thought, no.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, Keegan, this looks lame. I'm going to watch it. And he's like, all right, go, <laughs> whatever.
0: No, that's not what happened, Jace. So you were like, Keegan, what should I watch? Watch on? What should I watch on Netflix?" And I was like, "Oh, you should watch The House. That was really good." And um, I gave you some other recommendations of stuff that was good. And then you messaged me back. You were like, "Oh, you're a big bug." <laughs> and then yeah, you go, it depends there. on
2: my mood. You can't like you can re- you've recommended movies to me. I looked at them and was like, "Nah, I'm not in the mood for that."
0: All right. Then. And I
2: looked at big bug and was like, "This looks so fucking dumb."
0: Were you in the mood for it? Yeah. So even though it was shit, you are glad you chose it.
2: Yeah, because it allowed me to be annoyed at something.
0: No, oh, happy for you. Thank
2: you. I gave that a 1 out of 10. Tell it me about so it. pretty bad. Oh, my God. It's, the story's so bad. Everything's like CGI. It's all about robots taking over the world. Um, the name Big Bug is actually, like, within the movie at one point. So a lady owns a house. She has robots as her, like, maids and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's this other robot that's actually recording humans and, like, making treating them like animals, and they've put it on as a TV show, and it gets lots of views. And Uh they're trying to take over the world where the other robots aren't connected into that system. Okay. Um, And the robots inside the house actually just want to be treated like humans and be friends with the humans inside the house. So they try to help the humans out at one point. Because the bad robots try to come to the house and like... What's the word? Like help them out. Or no, hurt them, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, And like seeing if they're viable to live and if, if they don't think they're viable within a scan, like a scan with their eyes, they'll kill them on the spot. Okay. Um, and for them to get past a lot of the things, they allow them to do animal noises and record them for that TV show. It's just about like, treating humans like shit. Okay. So the robots inside try to help them get past this guy because there was – is being uh, like – what's the word? It was watching them like inside the house and being like, all right, you guys can't leave until you do this. You've been arrested, finding you for all this, you know, all this other stuff that they didn't really do. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to jail to put them on the TV show and just get viewings and more money. Right. Um, and they've also actually got a security system where they can put a human's face on the screen and a, a bug, like a an electronic bug, like a robot, will go out and, and, like, go attach to your face and kill you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So they're trying to annihilate all humans that way by making up stupid reasons. So the <laughs> robots inside the house help them out and you Know they ended up getting away from the robot inside and they ended up getting outside because what happened was they got locked inside the house and everything's controlled remotely. So, like, um, there's a robot control on the doors, so that locked the aircon, the doors inside the house, all that stuff are being controlled. But, okay. um, they ended up getting outside the house after a while and a big bug happened. This is why it's called Big Bug. Um, one of the robots that was hostile was inside the headquarters, like attaching all the human faces with Xs so they can kill them, so they sent off all the little robots. But another of the hostile robots come in and, like, startled him, and he made a mistake, and he put his face. So the hostile robots all have the same face.
0: Oh...
2: So all the little robots that were supposed to annihilate the humans annihilated all the hostile robots, and that was it. It was so dumb.
0: All I, right.
2: I hated it so much. I probably won't watch it. I dare you to watch it.
0: Oh, oh man. In the next couple of weeks, I'll give it a try. All right. The director made one of my favorite romance movies, Amelie.
1: Is it good, though? It is. I mean, I haven't seen it in like probably a decade almost. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah, is that all your bonuses? That's all my bonuses. I only got three.
0: And I have to watch Big Bug at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just to
2: cringe and hate at it like I did.
0: I have to watch Big Bug. I have to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. The first one.
1: That's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I know. And I have to watch five more Roger Colman movies and then I'm done with him.
1: Wow, so, yeah. that's a lot of movies.
0: Yeah, he's like... I looked at my stats. I think he's going to be my most watched director of
1: all time after this. Okay. Yeah. This a pretty oh, sure. It's like his movies aren't as good as my favourite directors, who I've seen a lot of. But yep. his movies
0: are so easy to watch. They're really short and just entertaining six
1: to eights most of the time. Yeah. Let's talk about the first movie, J.S. All right, let's do it. A more
0: from 2012, directed by Michael Haneke.
2: So it's the first movie that made you cry and the only movie that made you cry, right?
0: A, I remember a single tear... Came out of my eyeball, down my cheek. Only time. From a the movie. From what a movie. movie. I'll let you guess. Guess the scene, Jess. Um,
2: uh, I don't know. The ending was weird, and I was shocked at the ending.
1: Oh, it wasn't the ending? It wasn't the ending?
2: No, oh, was know. it the bit where she was playing piano, and um, he was listening to the music on the CD, and then it disappears like he's reminiscing?
1: Mmm.
0: Very good scene, but no, that wasn't it. Oh. Do you want to tell you? Yep. Oh, it was equally, I mean, it was still painful watching it again, but it's the scene where he's trying to give her water, and then she refuses and he slaps her. Wait, that made you cry? That bit, yeah. Just the sadness in her face, and then the tear came out. She was was sad because he slapped her,
1: and
2: she was acting like a child. Wait, I'm yeah. confused.
0: Acting like a child? She didn't deserve to get slapped. She's like... It
1: was a no, so. thing.
2: So what happened in the movie was
1: uh-huh.
2: she kind of regressed in her mind. Like, I don't know, she just went backwards. And yeah. she started acting like a child and talking gibberish and talking about the past things that, I don't know, it was weird.
0: Well, she had a stroke and her health was deteriorating and then she was
2: bedridden. Yeah, and then she had another stroke. Multiple strokes, I think. Yeah, she had multiple strokes, I think. Yeah, I think she had three or four. Really sad of what can happen to a couple Mm. in your life.
0: And the movie just kind of bluntly shows you the whole process, I guess.
2: Yeah. It was actually really well made. Like... Oh yeah it the was. Positioning of the cameras, like their acting was great. It was actually looked like a documentary.
0: Oh
1: performances were perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It it's really good. Hmm. Believable. Yeah. Do you know if this is a fiction?
2: Like based on true story.
0: No, it's a fiction. Basically, okay. um uh, the director Michael Haneke. He's made a lot he's made a few movies I really like. Um, they're usually kind of complicated or his ideas are complicated first because with this one he wanted to make I mean he wanted to make a movie about love like a romance movie but not in the typical way because most romance movies um, are like highly high energy sort of emotional things where two young people meet each other and f- create a bond that way yeah. but this time it's a romance movie Romance in the way that it's about love between these two people, but they've been together for a very long time.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very long time these two have been together. And I can, I feel like I can believe that they're,
0: just through their, their performances, maybe believe that these two characters have been together that long.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Like he said, like, raised his voice or something at her,
2: and she's like, why are you talking to me to like that for? And then they would talk about it, and I was like, wow, they've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, right together.
1: Mm.
0: Another thing is um, she's sort of deteriorating after from her strokes, um, and she wants to be euthanized before she's sort of... Um, she wants to be euthanized while she still has her dignity.
1: That's how yep. she feels it is And I guess... Because he loves her a lot
0: and doesn't want to let her go. Doesn't until it's too late. But at the same time, for him to truly love her, he has to let her go and give her what she wants or needs, basically.
2: Yeah. Well, he's like,
0: oh, no, it's fine.
2: I can look after you. It's fine. Like, I'll, I'll look after you this whole time. Mm-hmm. But in the end, he couldn't cope.
0: Yeah, it's a massive burden on him and he just deals with it the whole time. And I think that's yeah. like... A-
2: He's a strong man, from what he had to
1: go through. He's a he's an old man, you know. Well, know. yeah, old and wise, I guess. Why not? No life experience. Yeah, I don't know. One day I'll understand. It's like One a, mm, yeah. The thing
0: that happens with the more in this movie is I thing in a lot of married couples will eventually have to go through anyway.
1: Yeah, I it's agree. A,
0: it's a thing they don't really show in media a lot because the media is supposed to be entertaining, but this one sort of confronts you with it. It's confronting in a way, but it's also natural at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's quite confronting.
0: Confronting, quite. but the way it gets it across is just like it's a normal thing at the same time. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's confronting because we know we have to deal with this at some point in our life.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a not
2: easy thing to deal with. I mean, like, we can escape it by not having a partner and growing old boy yourself, but, you know, that's, mm. that's a different story altogether.
0: Oh, there's other types of connections, I think, too, like with friends,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, but,
0: I mean, like, how much
2: would you do what he done for your friend? fair bit of it. You reckon? So if I grow old, had a stroke and be like, Keegan, I need you to look after me. I need you to wipe my bum. I need you to do all this. Would you do it?
0: mate? I'll come down there. I'll, I'll wipe your bum. After you pee, I'll shake your willy and then just clothe you. I'll do all that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know if I can do that for a friend. I I'll, I'll help them in the sense of, like, you know, get them help. Like, I'll pay money mm-hmm. for a nurse. Like, Easy.
0: Yes, I wouldn't do those things, but I'd be present, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're there for them. But he mm. he did everything for her, fed her, mm. cooked her dinner, chopped it up for her, um, hand feed her when he had to, uh, wiped her down, uh, got her out of bed, put her in the wheelchair, dressed her,
0: mm. showered her, everything. All the jobs that the nurses do, basically, but,
1: you know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I could do that for a friend. I'll definitely hire a nurse for someone.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's a pretty full-on... Like, um, he, She used to play piano, and
2: they got a piano there. And mm-hmm. he's just sitting there listening to piano, and it shows you her playing the piano. And I was thinking, wait, what the fuck? How is she, mm-hmm. like, back and forth, back and forth? And then... He, he sighs and turns off the music player. I like, "Oh, he's reminiscing of when she used to play piano."
1: Yeah,
0: it's a little bit of surrealism. Yeah, he missed
1: mm. the old times.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sad, but at the same time, there's like some beautiful moments as well. Same time, yeah. Mm. And the scenes are very long. There's lots of long takes, long scenes, and conversations and stuff and moments, like the scene where. She's got her, the remote control chair for the first time and she is moving around and he's watching her.
1: And she like yeah.
0: jo- she like jokingly charges at him.
1: Oh as, yeah, I uh, saw that.
0: Funny little thing. It gives, you, it gives you those details as well. Yep. Very deep movie. I think. So what part did you cry again? Uh, the bit where he's trying to give her water and she refuses and he slaps her. He slept, sir. That was such a confronting. I don't know. Just
1: like the look on her face broke me. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, in the end, uh, the ending
2: was a bit threw me off the movie a bit. Like I think I gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh, but man. the ending was eh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's doing a thing where that's the way he'll
1: always remember her. No, no, I'm talking about the ending where he,
2: like, smothers her and kills her.
1: Oh. I think that's where the bit
0: where he came to terms and... Yeah, finally... he's
2: like, I can't do this. I'm just gonna, like... She wanted it's to die. I think he did it for her more than yeah. doing it. Yeah. But then he died of heartbreak.
0: No, he didn't die. Are you sure? I'm sure. Because there's, like, a kind of sequel that the director made called Happy End. I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's a sequel. It's about a funeral.
1: Oh, actually? Okay, uh, do you know why I think he died?
0: Because she appeared before him and they walked out the door. Yeah. And he left a bunch of notes and stuff and was in the house alone for a long time.
2: Yeah, so he he woke up in a different bedroom because he sealed off the old bedroom because that's where her body was. And he woke up to noises in the kitchen and he came to the kitchen and she's there doing dishes. And then... <laughs> like, alright, we're about to leave, grab your coat and he gets the coat and he puts it on her and then he puts his coat on and he's looking confused but he's happy to see her and then they walk out and it ends. And I was like, hold up. Did he just die of heartbreak and they both walked out the door together?
0: Mm. Like, that's, that's pretty sweet. That's a way of looking at it. I think, if the second movie didn't exist. Maybe the second thing, I don't know. I need to look into that.
1: Yeah, I, I think right at, yeah.
0: The way I saw it was that he was alone for a while, um, and it took him a while to be ready to leave the house or do things or sort of come to terms with something. But then he, the thing where she appears, it's a thing where like he's always got the, he's always got that memory of her, and he had yeah. that he had that connection with her, even though he lost it. He still he'll always have that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I also thought that maybe he was hallucinating because he misses her so
0: much. Hallucinating. I don't think think it was hallucinations because it was similar to that scene where he was reminiscing her playing the piano. Oh yeah, true.
1: Hmm.
0: I think it was another thing like that where he was just imagining her again, in Mm. her like the way he wanted to remember her. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice movie.
0: Very nice. It was a nice
2: movie. Um, I don't know if I can recommend this to everybody.
0: Nah, me either. I wouldn't recommend it to my grandparents.
2: I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. That's of a older age.
1: Nah. It's a bit too surreal. Hmm. Uh, but I gave it a 10 out of 10 still. So. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, mine's a 7 out of 10. Hmm. See, so you liked it.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I liked it, but I didn't. No, I didn't cry.
0: Oh, but Jace, the theme is "Musa made us cry." He was supposed to cry. Like I forced myself to cry watching Coco. Did I give you good enough what? instructions? I didn't get in the
1: instructions Coco. No, I was just kidding. Was oh no, I was gonna say like no.
2: Oh, another thing as well. Like the father tried to protect the daughter. Yeah, from seeing the mother in her state as well. So they they had children, mm-hmm. and they wanted to be apart. Well, no, was there only one child, or was the other guy
0: just... I think they had a daughter and a son, but we never saw the son. They talked about
1: yeah. a son. I thought they did. I don't know.
2: I thought that music player was, a, was their son, but that was, like, no, her was older st- apprentice or
1: whatever. Yeah, her student. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm. And then he gave him the letter and he was like, Oh, it was this beautiful and sad thing meeting you guys. And then she just got offended.
1: Yeah. Understandably,
0: too, because that guy's kind of pretentious for saying that. Imagine, like, just sending a letter to some people and just saying, Oh, your life is sad, but beautiful. And thinking, thinking you're a nice guy still or something. I
2: don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. I don't know what I would say in that situation.
0: He's an unintentional, I guess, prick.
2: <laughs> well, he tried not to say anything, and then he sent them a letter. I think he f- thought that it'd be better if he sent them a letter. I don't
0: know. Oh well. Want again, a Coco?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Coco was the movie that I cried, and so I recommended it. There you go. What did you think about Coco?
0: Enjoyed it. Music is good, and it looks pretty.
2: It is a very pretty movie. But, um, It's about the Mexican fiesta of Day of the Dead. It's really yes. really goes into it a bit deeper, which is good. I
0: wish it hadn't gone deeper, actually. I
2: wish, it, uh, I wish it was deeper. I mean, like they still had to follow the story, so the story kind of mm. didn't make uh, it, it go deeper.
0: Story feels kind of basic, almost, to me. It feels more like a Pixar story. I don't know how to explain
1: what I mean there. Well, it is a Disney story, so... Yeah. Like a... I don't know. It feels like an average story, but the world is beautiful. Yeah. I would rather
0: have had the story be like a secondary thing and just an excuse to go into like a beautiful world set around the festival. Yeah, okay. It's like... A lot of things about the movie is, like, uh, things I would have preferred it to do or things that
1: I would have liked instead, stuff like that. But I um, still liked it for what it was. enjoyed it. I feel mm-hmm. like it could it better.
2: So the I don't know if, if anyone has seen this movie or not, but I'm going to explain the story real quick. So uh-huh. McGill, which is the youngest of the family, and they have a big family tree,
1: mm-hmm.
2: has this musical... Uh, I don't know. He just loves music, but the whole family hates music because of the first grandparent. No, not his, great, yeah, his great,
0: great. His great great granddad.
2: Yeah, was addicted to the to the the partner, which um, kind of left the whole family. Mm-hmm. So they just banned music altogether. Yeah, yeah, the whole family. But he goes on a search to find his father, and he finds his passion for music like plays music, he loves it. Mm -hmm. Finds out that his father is a famous person, Um, but the famous person turned out to be a a dick. And then he realizes that wasn't his father the whole time.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And and his father only, not his father, I keep saying father, I'm talking about the great, great, great grandfather, Mm. Um, ends up leaving the family because the famous person killed him back when they were singing and touring together.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, they were together, but he wanted to get home to his family and was, just, like, missing them. But then Big Guy depended on him too much for his
1: songs.
2: Yeah. So he stole all his songs. Um, <clears throat> but then the great-great-grandmother saw this as well, because this is in the area where the Day of the Dead, are pe- like, are at. Mm -hmm. And they forgive each other, and then they send him back to the
0: mortal realm. And he
2: had to get back to his mama Coco, his grandmother Coco.
0: Try and make sure she didn't forget him or...
2: Didn't forget the father. So he he can still celebrate in the Day of the Dead as a skeleton or a ghost or, I don't know, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, he can come visit them or whatever. And then Um, she had like a photo, the photo that was ripped in her thing with his book full of songs too.
2: Yeah, like uh, she had a diary of everything that like they used to send Mm -hmm.
0: each other
1: like letters and stuff.
0: So basically, if um, if Miguel had said to Hector, "Hey, um, my great great granddad is this famous person," all Hector would have had to say was prove it to be shown the photo.
1: If he'd shown yeah. him the photo
0: from the start, they could have skipped the whole thing. Hector oh, yeah. Could sent him back. Hector could have sent him back. He would have gone to his grandma and reminded him, her, and she would have whipped out the book, and then the whole world would have known that the songs were stolen, and they would have f- forgotten the guy anyway. So the but, entire story could have been avoided if The Hector only had person it. who
2: knew that was Hector.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, they would have found out through the book, the diary, eventually. Mm-hmm. But they, just, they, would about,
0: they wouldn't have known about the murder for a while, I don't think.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. They they wouldn't have known about the murder, and they probably would have still hated him, still no music. I don't know. I hmm. mean, you change a story like that, there's a lot of things that happen, and there's the butterfly effect.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Um, I don't know. I liked it the way it was. The song was good. Um.
0: I like music in
1: this
0: movie. Did you want to know the bit that made me cry? I guessed. I, well, I got a few guesses, all right? All right, guess. When Hector's in the hole with um, Miguel and he's looking at the photo talking about his daughter Coco and there's a flashback.
1: No. Okay. Um, the end where he sings to Coco after getting back from the land of the dead.
2: Uh, and I think it was, yeah, just after that.
0: Oh, like she after that. The way. oh, so when they put the picture of the, of Coco on the thing.
1: Yeah. Oh Yeah. Because it
0: was so
2: sweet. He goes back and sings, remember me to Coco and she's like half dying already. And then she gets all lively because it's a song that she remembers and she starts singing it with him and then that kind of revitalises the music in the family because it hmm. made the whole rest of the family happy and cry because they haven't seen all of this for
0: years. Yeah, even though I've got problems with the movie, there's still some extremely heartwarming
1: moments, you know? Oh, yeah. I like that bit. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> he started
2: singing and when they did family like, fiestas and stuff together, he would be the one singing and all that playing music.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a good movie.
0: Yeah. I kind of liked the story towards the end, or the drama. I like how melodramatic it got. It was kind of like a telenovela, in a way.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is why I think they should have, like, full-centred that way. Made it... It wasn't Mexican enough, you know?
1: Yeah, okay. hmm
2: do you reckon they could remake this for a... um? You know how Disney's been remaking it to live actions?
0: There has been? What, like, on a stage?
2: No, no, like, Beauty and the Beast got, like, Emma Watson to play as
0: the actor. Oh, no. You if know. they made a live action of this, it would just be shit like the rest of them.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> like it would you, be.
0: Yeah, imagine putting actual non-CGI people in a CGI world. Isn't that cringe? Uh... They
2: can get away with it so, sometimes.
0: Oh, they Wait, do every single the day, the but they shouldn't.
2: The New Beauty and the Beast was pretty good. They also added a song, which was
0: really good.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Have you um, seen it? No, but I just, that sounds terrible. Just because I've seen the remake of Mulan, I've seen the remake of Aladdin, it's just not a good idea.
2: You know, so Aladdin was actually not bad. I didn't mind Aladdin. Will Smith was a bit of a cringe genie. But I no
1: one
0: really top.
2: Will uh, Smith's top character.
1: Queens. Yeah,
0: Will Smith entertained me a little bit, so I ended up giving it a 2 out of 10. Whoa, you
2: rated it so low. I should re-watch it. I should watch all the Disney films and then the other halves and then rate it all.
0: Yeah, Mulan was shit. That's a 1 out of 10 movie. I haven't watched the Lion King remake yet, though.
2: I have a movie for you to watch. Oh what's that? Called Milan. But it's not Disney Milan. It's real life Milan. Oh. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'll try and find it. It's it's not uh, a singing film like Disney. Hmm. It's about Mulan going to war.
0: <sighs> oh so
1: so uh, I
2: I own it. Like I that own is. the of it. Lend it to me. Yeah, I will. I'll wait till you free up some space, though.
0: <laughs> I've got some, I got five Roger Corman movies, two documentaries, and Big Bug.
2: I'll wait till you finish Roger Corman, Corman movies, and we watch that documentary together. Yeah.
0: Anyway, the thing I was saying earlier about Coco, um, I remembered another movie from a while ago that I really liked, and I kind of wish Coco did the same sort of thing as it, it's this movie from 1959 called Black Orpheus. <clears throat> and um, that movie just like takes a random classic old story, um, the Greek legend of Orpheus and Eurydice. I had pronounced that wrong. But it just uses that story as a background thing to sort of express the vibes of um, Carnival in Rio. So there's like... Okay. They're just like celebrating in the favelas
1: and running around and just party vibes and it like puts that forward. It tries to
0: um, give the feeling of the event through the movie and just the story is just the vehicle to prioritise that. So I feel like if Coco had done that more with Day of the Dead, sort of I think it would make it more memorable. Well, this
2: is where a live action could take place and actually go deeper into
0: Day of the Dead. Mm, But animation is, like, limitless. You can do things that real life can't with animation. They could have gone as deep as they wanted into Day of the Dead with animation.
2: I feel like the live action would actually be bad and cost way too much to remake because it's so colourful and a lot of it will be CGI. Oh,
0: yeah, it would be completely pointless.
2: Yeah, I don't think they'll do it, but...
0: Coco's already a beautiful movie.
2: Yeah, I I definitely have hopes for remakes, eventually, of any movie that's better than the original.
0: I have hopes that remakes stop altogether one day and that I never have to see, like, an article on Facebook that's like, oh, this thing's getting remade. What
2: do you think about liking the remake?
0: I haven't seen it yet, but it looks terrible.
2: (sighs) You haven't seen live action Lion King?
0: Oh, it's not live action, no, it's animated. It's just in 3D. It's, it's animated. <laughs> yeah. this is,
2: it is animated, but it looks like an actual lion. It looks and it moves like an
0: actual lion. I just don't want to watch it, but it's like the same director who made Iron Man. Yeah, okay. <sighs> hmm. All so right. what, you don't mind remakes,
2: and I hate remakes. I, I don't mind remakes, as long as they can make it better. Or right. at least equal to the original.
0: Or different, but they really rarely right. do. Um, the 80s had some good remakes, with like Little Shop of Horrors and the thing.
2: Yeah. See, I one thing know. I don't like about remakes is that CGI isn't the same as a, um, a real animatronic.
0: Or just animation, the thing with, like, I don't know. they like, remaking from animation with, like, they can do so much with animation, and they're remaking it in a way that they can't do as much.
2: Yeah, okay. Hmm.
0: So what your you rate Coco? Because we're getting carried away. With we
2: like are a- getting carried away. I yeah. rated Coco at 8 out of 10.
0: I gave it a seven because I enjoyed it. Oh, well,
2: that's good. I, yeah. I would recommend this to people because it's a good touching. It's about family. It's all about family.
0: I did like the stuff with the family and the interaction with Miguel and his previous – the previous generations. Like, some of them he's never met in his life because they died yeah. before. But at the same time, they're still family and they're like yeah. – you know? Well,
2: they know him because every time they come to the Day of the Dead, they're around
0: that family. Hmm. So they would have seen Miguel, like, you know. And even he just immediately trusts them because they're just family, even though he's never met them.
1: Yeah.
2: That's how family should be. Not yeah, like. Pretty
1: much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Would you double feature Amor
1: and Coco? No, hell no. That'd be weird. <laughs> That yeah, would. no. No, definitely not. Hmm. Yeah. Was there anything else? What Do we have any emails? No. No, one loves, no
0: one loves us. No emails.
1: Rip. Rip and peace. Yeah.
0: So, basically, that was another two good movies that we both liked. Coco and More.
2: I didn't like it as much, but... I know, I found it a bit boring at the start of more. I kind of like the start. That's that's why I kind of called it a documentary.
0: I like the opening shot of just the audience of people, and you can actually spot the two main characters in the audience. That's the thing that's happened in a few... Oh, I didn't even think about that. No, I was looking, like, why am I looking at everybody's face? I was so confused. Oh, they're in there. They're, like, slightly... Close to the center, but to the bottom left of it. It's just sitting there. (laughs) I was looking at some young guy's face. I'm like, this guy's staring at
2: me. I'm awkward. I'm awkward Mm. again.
0: And I like the shot of them on the bus talking to each other on their way home. I don't
1: know. Yeah, they're sweet.
0: They're a sweet old couple. Sad
1: news.
0: Yeah, anyway. We already talked about that. And then we talked about Coco.
1: Yeah. Let's move on. uh, Next week, we spun a wheel. We did. It landed, it landed on one night.
2: Movies that happen one in one night.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty cool theme.
1: Nice, nice idea. Isn't that your the, idea? Yeah. Two Keegan spins in a row. Oh,
2: yeah. We're going to have Mickey spins and my spins. Oh, eventually.
0: yeah. Just get all in one first and just have three 10 out of 10 movies and then just you guys's for the next six weeks Mm.
1: yeah that'd be funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) after next week we're doing controversial with Mickey, and then after that we're doing holiday themes for like three weeks but easter anzac day and what's it called labor day yeah okay So it's going to be a while before we get back to the wheel after next week.
1: Yeah,
2: we're going to not retire the wheel, but put it up on the hook
0: for now. Content.
2: I'm pretty excited for
0: Halloween, though. Halloween holiday. Ooh. Fuck. Halloween's my second favourite holiday next to Labor Day. Why is Labor Day your favourite holiday? Uh, Because a lot of my family's from Bark Holden, and they actually celebrate it out there. They have a big thing out in
2: Bark. Really? You know, Labour Day is only in Queensland, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, cause it's Queensland Labour. Oh. So everyone else in Australia and around the world will have no idea what Labour Day is.
0: Mm. Well, we're going to base an entire week's theme Uh-oh. off of it. Australia might know. Though. Sorry, Australia, what did you say? We're still going to base an entire week's theme on it, though. Yeah. Labor, I don't know. Labour movies, worker movies.
1: I don't
2: know. Yeah, well, I have to find something, because I don't really have any that I recall so easily.
0: Jess, we're all just talking, but we haven't said what our movies are for next week's theme one-nighter. Oh well, do you want to start? Yeah, we're really bad at podcasting. My, yeah. movie, my movie I chose is my favourite movie. Well, my favourite good movie. It's called After Hours.
1: Oh,
2: it's, Keegan's been telling me about this movie for a long time. I've been telling everyone about this movie for a long time. Yeah. The only
0: way you can watch it is on the DVD
2: I own. I'm pretty sure that's why Keegan put um, One Night on the, on the wheel, so he can pick After Hours.
0: Nearly <laughs> all my themes are just movies that I fucking love, and then just be like, what theme can I come up with for this? That's all well, I do. F-
2: I don't really know what to pick, because there's heaps, there's horror movies, there's And yeah. oh, Die Hard, I picked Die Hard, man I was like, oh yeah, yeah Die Hard's overnight, that's like during Christmas too That could be Can't a Christmas movie
0: Can't go wrong
2: Can't. Oh no, yippee ki motherfucker No, they probably didn't say that, but he said yippee-ki-yay
0: Hi, you fucking dickhead, that's how it goes, right? Yeah, that's right,
2: oh, dickhead, movie talk about us Man, <laughs> he predicted us back in those days
0: Predicted. We got read like a book. Oh, easy. He mm. saw the future. <sighs> He's the man with the x-ray eyes. That's what he is. That's how. With his guns, too. Shoot through wolves. X-ray bullets. They go through surfaces like paper and clothes.
2: <laughs> it's not armor penetrating, it's x-ray bullets.
0: <laughs> x-ray technology. Gone too far. Alrighty, uh, was there anything else... Shout-outs. We have an email. Yes. Movie talk about us at gmail.com Send us an email. We'll talk tell about us, it. Yeah, please, been a while. Just make me watch a movie or something or tell us how shit we are at podcasting.
2: Yeah, do that. And uh,
0: give Keegan more <laughs> movies to watch. Oh, yeah, chuck it on my pile. Um, I was friends with the guy on Letterboxd. And he was like, Keegan, watch these three movies, and I just had to. He made me watch he made me watch three movies. And I'll do it. If I'm told to watch a movie,
1: I'll do it, Jace. Okay.
0: We're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher,
1: Overcast, um, Pocket Casts, Anchor all the things,
2: run all the things now
1: hopefully people
2: listen to us one day
1: yeah, one day alrighty well, I think that's it, is it?
0: um, yeah next time, movies that take place over the course of a single night
2: alrighty, Die Hard and After
1: Hours thanks for listening Uh, you got it right this time